0: I've got just a short message here, but I think it'll, be, it'll really be beneficial to everyone here. It, and the title of it, if I was going to put a title to it, would be Two Different Responses to an Angelic Visitation. And We had these angels up here who were stars, so I want to just contrast these two different uh, responses that, uh, that the um, Zacharias as well as Mary had to the angels, to the angel Gabriel, really. Now, the Christmas story never changes but the insights into the Christmas story can change you, and it can change me. The same event, same characters: got Mary and Joseph, Jesus, the wise men, the shepherds, the angel Gabriel, and uh, really. And there's no room in the Holiday Inn and uh, Motel Six. Didn't leave the light on, and he was born in a manger, though. Right? Yesterday, I was uh, last night. I was driving Seth. He stayed all night with us, and I so I was driving him home. And I said. Um, Seth, where was Jesus born? And I was thinking in a manger. He says, in Bethlehem. I said, yeah, that's right, but where in Bethlehem? Well, Papa, I don't know. I said, was it a manger? And uh, he said, yeah, it was in a manger. And so um, we went on and uh, I I said, what is Christmas all about anyway? And he, he said, well, it's the birthday of Jesus. And he says, but Santa Claus is in there somewhere, isn't he? I said, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, Papa is Santa Claus, and, uh, and Grandma is Mrs. Santa Claus because she's got the credit card. So the, but he said, no, you're not. I said, yeah, I've got two reindeers. Patty had put up, put up a couple reindeers in the backyard with the light on them. I said, I've got a couple reindeers out there, and maybe you want to help me go deliver some presents tonight. He says, Santa Claus doesn't deliver them until, on, until the, the 24th. I said, I can't get to everybody on the 24th, so we're going to have to do something tonight. So you want to help me? I said, I got stuck in a chimney last night. Can you help me? So he said, oh, Papa, you're putting me on. I said, yes, I am. But now let's go to, to um, the first response is Luke chapter 1, verses 18. Um, and Zacchaeus said to the angel, how shall I? And again, an angel appeared to Zacchaeus, Zacharias, I mean, and said uh, said, you're going to, you're gonna have a son, you and Elizabeth, and you're gonna call his name John. And Zechariah said to the angel, How Whoop, back up. Back up to seventeen, I guess. And Zechariah. Okay, we'll try it again. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man. And my wife is really advanced in years. That's saying she's older than I am. So, and so he says, How will I know this? And then get that, so that was his response to the message that, that uh, Gabriel gave to Zacharias. And he says, Well, you're going to be mute and not able to speak until these things take place because you did not believe my in my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Now I got a question for you. Why was Zacharias struck with what was on the surface appeared to be a punishment for his doubting? Why was that? Could it be instead that it was a protection of the promise that had been given? Because I tell you, I have seen people talk themselves out of miracles because they simply had the facts on their side. And unlike the Democrats, who do not have the facts on their side, they're talking themselves into impeachment. But see, and I, I, again, I, I don't want to get political, but I'm telling you, we are in some perilous times. But let me just say this: Zacharias had facts on his side. He was an old man, and his wife was well advanced in years. Amen. You know, faith can nullify, or facts really can, can nullify, the promises of God. And one can talk yourself out of a miracle because you've got facts on your side. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm not smart enough. I don't, you, you, name, you name the. But let me just tell you there's another guy by the name of Abraham and Sarah, another old couple, that in Romans chapter 14, verses 19 through 20, speaking of Abraham, and Abraham not being weak in the faith, he did not consider the fact that his own body was already dead, as well as the deadness of Sarah's womb. And so he did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief, but he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. In other words, he overcame the facts. Now, there's some things in your life that you may be dealing with, and you say, "Well, you know, the facts are, are really, they're true, they line up. But God is not a God who deals with facts. He's a God who deals and responds to faith. And so you and I have got to respond the same way, amen? And so Zacharias wanted to know, how could this thing take place? How can I be sure of the promise. And so he got struck with muteness. Now here's the second response to Gabriel by Mary. So the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and and he says, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And her response was troubling. And she said, what kind of a, a greeting is this? He doesn't even know who I am. And Gabriel reassured Mary, and he says, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest. And God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. As a prophecy fulfilled in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. So Mary's question was, how can this be since I do not know a man? I've never had a sexual relationship with a man. How can can this be? And Gabriel answered her and said, basically, the same question that Zacharias, how will I know this? But it was basically the same question as Zacharias asked. He said, I'm an old man. And looking at his life from the natural viewpoints, the facts could have been as an excuse as to why he could not, him and Elizabeth, have John the Baptist. But with Mary, there was some type of an excitement in her, in her uh, voice as well as in her life. She had enthusiasm. Another, I don't understand what's taking place, but enthusiasm means God in you. That's what the word really means. And Gabriel, his response was he gave an explanation of how this was going to occur. So the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest, listen carefully, will overshadow you. It will not overwhelm you, but it'll overshadow you. And it'll envelop you. And this is the moment where deity was merged with humanity. And quite frankly, congregation, you and I, we've got to, excuse me just a minute. This is what... This whole Christmas story is about God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And not only have everlasting life but have life and have it more abundantly. And this is where deity became humanity so that we may become deity. To as many as received him that he came in the flesh... To as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become sons of God. joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Can you say amen to that? Now, here's a couple of, I gave, a couple of weeks I gave this example from F.B. Meyer. He says, the mineral kingdom cannot force its way into the plant kingdom, but the plant kingdom can reach down through the root system and pull up the minerals and the nutrients into the plant life. And then he also said, he says the animal kingdom, uh, rather the uh, plant kingdom, cannot force its way into the animal kingdom, but the animal kingdom can eat the green grass and eat all the vegetation and pull it that that the plant kingdom up into its its own life. And then the animal kingdom cannot force its way into the human kingdom, but the human kingdom can reach down and kill the fatted calf and have a good T-bone steak. And then he says, now the The human kingdom cannot force its way into the divine, but the divine reached down in the form of a babe in a manger and pulled up humanity into that area and that arena of deity. And this is what takes, and this is what, you know, the Bible says if you do not believe that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, you're of Antichrist. So you've got to believe that Jesus was human being. God deity came down and became a human being so that every one of us could have everlasting life. Amen? And really, John in chapter 1, verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. And to as many as received him, to them he gave the power or the right to become deity. Do you all believe that? I mean, we are deity beings. We are really saints. It's hard to believe. I know some of you say, well, I don't act like a saint. I didn't. If you believe in Jesus Christ and you've received him as your Lord and Savior, listen carefully. You are a son of God. You are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. You are eternal beings. You are co-creators with God, and you're empowered to change your environment. That's what it is. I mean, really, and to make a difference in people's lives. And it also means to fulfill your purpose. And really, this is what I want you to know, too. You need to enjoy the trip. Enjoy your life. So what was Mary's response to the explanation how this was going to occur? And she said it this way. Let it be to me according to your word. Now, you know what, in essence, that was saying? That was, in essence, saying, amen. Because you know what amen means? So be it. So she was saying, let it be to me, just as you have said. And that was her response, unlike Zacharias's response, who said, well, how am I going to know this? I mean, I'm an old man. I've got facts on my side. And yet Mary had faith. And this is how she, and, and, and again, she, they, God responded through both of them to bring about John the Baptist. And you'll re- remember John the Baptist later on, and I think it's Luke chapter 11, how that John was in prison, and John, even though he was, he was, uh, he, he was a, a cousin to Jesus, John said, are you the one? He sent a messenger to Jesus, and he says, are you the one, or shall I look for another? And so Jesus told his, he didn't answer, he didn't answer, I'm, I'm the one. But he said, well, tell John, the lame are speaking, the walking, the blind are seeing, the deaf are hearing, and there's many miracles that are being occurred in my ministry. And this, this was an indication that John, who was going to be the forerunner of Jesus Christ, and he was going to ahead of Jesus to prepare the way, and so this is how it all happened. And it's a very simple explanation that Jesus Christ became a uh, humanity so that you and I can be born again and have a new life in Christ. Can you say amen to that? So I feel the Holy Spirit would want us to emulate the response of Mary by saying amen. So let's all say it, amen. amen. And this is what, now I'm going to show you, and it'll close here, in the, it'll have two minutes and then we're finished. But this is where um, it's going to open, and I had a hard time getting this for a few minutes there, but whenever the, you open here with a man drilling a hole in ice to fishing, to go fishing, so, and this is, sometimes our hard hearts are so frozen over and it's so calloused and, and it's, it's so uh, cold that we won't allow anything, but God's got the Holy Spirit and He's drilling a hole in your spirit so that you might be able to, to sense the goodness of God and to live this wonderful life that He's ordained every one of us to have in Christ Jesus. So, with that, um, let's just show, show the... Uh, video. And then we'll close. Curtis, courtesy you'll close right here.
1: Lying in the manger on Christmas morning, singing in the temple, talking with the elders. Some way Would you stand with me? I'm going to ask you a series of questions. if If you agree with them and believe it, would you just shout a big amen? Do you believe God came in the flesh? Do you believe he has grace for you? Do you believe he has a plan for your life? Do you believe that plan is good and not evil? Do you believe he is a good God? Amen, amen. Stretch your hands forward, and I'd like to bless you. This is out of Galatians 1. It says, Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Would you shout one more big amen with me? Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the word brought forth. We thank you for the kids, Lord, and their hearts and the message they brought forth. We just thank you right now. I pray that, you pray that you be over each and every one of us as we go out. And we give you all praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You are dismissed.